Hey y'all, welcome, oh welcome back, this is Talking Shit with Deja, where we drop down because not only can I talk my shit, but I want you to talk your shit too. <laughs> I hope you all are having a lovely Wednesday, or whenever you watch this, because who knows, maybe you missed it on Wednesday and you had to watch it another day, but I hope you all are having a lovely day. Um, So yeah, last week was something, wasn't it? We got a little deep, you know, I be trying to go a little deep or whatever, because we don't do that enough. We really keep it so surface level sometimes because we're always talking about everybody else and minding everybody else's business rather than focusing on our own. So yeah, last week we got a little deep talking about healing your inner child and everything. So hopefully you all were able to take some things away from it. Hopefully it encourages you to actually work on healing your inner child and really have those conversations with yourself that maybe you wish you had somebody to do for you, but they didn't. So now you can do that for yourself and be that person that you needed when you were younger. Because that's the goal, right? But yeah. So if you made it to the end of the episode last week, you would know what we're talking about this week. But in the event that you don't know, I'm going to tell you, of course. So we're going to be talking about the different types of love. Because, you know, in the self-love episode, I talked about how we are love and things of that nature. So literally everything that we do when it comes to interacting with others or interacting with ourselves is done in love for the most part. Now, there's some things that probably can be done in other, in hate or disdainment or all those, you know, negative words because of life and life life in but for the most part everything we kind of do is done in love and i was able to find that there are different types of love that shows up throughout your life with different individuals so the way that you love of course we know the way that you love a romantic partner is going to be completely different in the way that you love maybe just your family member or a friend or you know things of that nature and then the way in which you love a family member could be different in the way in which you love a partner. So, you know, being able to identify the different types of loves and the way that they show up within different relationships and what they look like and how can you do, like, what can you do to practice them and things of that nature. Because I'm starting to realize that I like being able to put a name to something. Um, like, I'm not a fan of just explaining stuff without it really just having a name. So I've been finding different websites and everything that's helping me put a, put a name to everything I'll be going through in my life. And it's kind of really refreshing when you can actually name it and be like, oh, this is why I do this with this person. Or, oh, this is what drives this with this person. Different things like that. So I kind of just wanted to be able to go through the different types of love with you all to kind of, if you're like me, where you like to put a name to different things, then it'll help you to be like, okay, when I do this, this is the reason why. This is the type of love that I'm looking for. This is the type of love I'm giving out. Or, you know, this would be helpful. This would be nice if I got more of it and stuff of that nature. So there's actually eight that I found um, that I came across that we're going to go over. And there may be more. Who knows? I don't know. But they said the Greeks only named eight. <laughs> and so I'm going to go with the, the eight the Greeks named. And then in the event that is more, y'all can go find them. But I'm going to stick with these eight. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, let's get it started. So the first one I'm gonna start out with, the first one, number one, is going to be Philia. And I think that's how you pronounce it, y'all. And in the event that I do not pronounce these right, please don't. These are Greek words. I don't know if I'm pronouncing these right. I'm pronouncing them English-like. And so if they're wrong, don't shoot the messenger. But okay, so the first one is Philia love. So it says Philia love is love without romantic attraction and occurs between friends and family members. It occurs when both people share the same values and respect each other. It's commonly referred to as brotherly love or sisterly love or stuff like that. Cause, and we ain't just brothers around here. We sisters too, but yes. So it's that first level that you have within relationships. So even you still can have philia within a romantic relationship honestly in my opinion i think that everybody should strive to be friends with their partner especially when this is somebody that you could possibly see being like with for the rest of your life i would think that you will at least want to be their friend so having philia within a romantic relationship shouldn't hurt and it should be something you should strive for but philia is more likely to be seen between family members and friends just because it doesn't have that romantic part of it or that physical part of it. it's kind of just that surface level attraction that you have with family members or friends so um it says oh and then one thing that i will be incorporating that they did on the um website is the catalyst so what kind of drives this type of uh love to come out um so a catalyst is basically something to help start another thing um if you paid attention in science you would know what a catalyst is but in the event that you didn't catalyst is something to help start something so um the cat it says the catalyst for philia love is the mind so that's why it said being able to have those conversations about your values and your morals and things of that nature because it all has to do with your mind and then it says your mind articulates which friends are on the same wavelength as you and who you can trust so and and that's friends and family it just said friends but friends and family so it's really important this is a really important type of love in the sense of you get to see who aligns with you like who has the same values as you who who has the same morals as you who views the world in a similar way that you view the world because that's going to be able to help you to form that intimacy that bond with that person is oh okay so you you want to get married too okay me too what like why for you oh because because maybe you grew up watching rom-coms or something i don't know that's so surface level but you know being able to connect with somebody off of those things that are rooted within your values helps to build a, a connection um so I definitely can understand why that probably more show shows up with your friends and family versus that's what I'm like. It can be within a, a romantic relationship because again, that should be your friend. Honestly, when you're going on these dates with people, the first thing you should be trying to establish would be this filial love is how are we connected at a foundational level? Because I think fil filia would be your foundation. You know, that would be 
what we have that is going to keep this relationship standing on all legs versus, you know, maybe it's a little wobbly because you believe in one thing and I believe in another. Now we can't even coexist. I feel like when you have different morals and beliefs and everything of that nature to try and be in a relationship with somebody is going to be hard. So you should be searching for this filial love, even within relationships, like literally first out, like first date, evaluate people's morals and their values, because that's going to be what keeps you all sturdy, which is why a lot of people lean on religion to be a foundation of why they get in with like get in a relationship with somebody because if you have the same religious beliefs that means that you're probably practicing the same things you're rooted in the um same uh things so maybe y'all go to church every sunday or maybe y'all have bible study every wednesday or things of that nature that keeps you grounded and uh together you know belief system so maybe you don't believe in having sex before marriage the same way that i don't believe in having sex before marriage so now we're not clashing when we come together so you know i think philia is definitely important for the beginning stages of a relationship but it definitely is important in family and friendships as well so and then it says different ways that you can show philia love is to engage in a deep conversation with a friend be open and trustworthy, be supportive in hard times. And then a bonus is you can gift them with something. So I love the engage in deep conversation with a friend. Um, and that's with a friend also with a significant other and everything too. I like deep conversations. I like being able to see where your mind is rooted. Um, that, that excites me. Um, that, that's why I said, like, before, I'm a sapiosexual, I don't know what episode that was, but y'all could go watch all of them and figure out where I said that, but yeah, like, I'm, I really believe I'm a sapiosexual nowadays, um, though, if you're very attractive, well, nah, you gotta say something smart out your fucking mouth, like, we gotta be able to get, like, we gotta be able to get deep, I, like, honestly, attraction is not the only thing that does it for me, um, nowadays, like, you gotta be able to say some real stuff, we might gotta talk about your whole life story on the first date, for me to be like, ooh, all right, now, but, yeah, so, those deep conversations, but even outside of just romantic, I like being able to have those real conversations with my friends as well. Like, that's really how you build a bond. Like, when you be like, dang, you really went through a lot. Like, this is my experiences. I get to hear your experiences. I get to know why you're the individual you are. You get to know why I'm the individual I am. And it's just, it's a type of intimacy that you could form with deep conversations that we don't necessarily really talk about too much like because when you think about it it's not until like really this generation where people weren't even asking like well okay maybe back in the day let's say okay maybe it is this generation where they stop being deep I ain't gonna hold you like people try to stay away from those deep questions because of rejection and all this other stuff but it's like those deep questions can help you to get connected oh, okay no, now, now that I just thought about it, wait a minute, because <laughs> it can help you to get connected to somebody so much faster than there's just that physical, you know, being able to really bond with somebody emotionally and like intellectually and stuff like that. That's 
fire. I don't know. Yeah. But um, and then be open and trustworthy. Like trust is honestly one of the main foundations of a any relationship. You need to be able to trust family, friends, and a romantic partner. So that being able to have conversations with people and you know as the more conversations you have and you get to see who that person is then you start to lower your guards and now you can trust that this person has your best interests at heart you know filial love just seems so beautiful like it's not where you have to want to have sex with somebody not where you want to touch somebody not where you want it's really just connecting that's why I feel like it's foundational for every relationship it's like that basis you need filial love or you really can't do too much like what can you do you really can't do nothing um so that's it for philia like that's the the base level that's the legs of the table like if you ain't got the legs then what we doing you know um, so next is, I want to say it's Storge, but don't quote me. It's either Storge or Storge. I feel like it's Storge and it's going to be Storge. I don't even know if they said that in Greek, but it's going to be Storge today, <laughs> but it's Storge love. And then it says it is a naturally occurring love rooted in parents and children, as well as best friends. It's an infinite love built upon acceptance and deep emotional connection. This love comes easily and immediately in parents and child relationships. And then it says the catalyst behind this love is casual um, memories. Um, so mostly what forms this type of love is the memories that you're able to create with your parents or family members or friendships and stuff like that, which I would imagine why they said best friends is because your best friend is probably going to be somebody that goes through the dirt with you, like through the mud, through the trenches, everything like that. And so you're able to share those memories, whatever would have occurred, whether good or bad, you get to share those memories and how you were able to overcome with them. So that would make sense why they include a best friend versus just a regular old friend. You know, I feel like storge is, is something that you're probably going to have over a long period of time with, you know, these people, which why it says parents, you're with these people for the rest of your life or well, for the rest of their life, let's say, unless you happen to pass away before them. So the rest of y'all lives, you with them, you with them for the rest of each other's life, whether they pass away first or you pass away first, you're with them. So it's like, you have so many memories. Like, honestly, I definitely have this with my mom. She is, I, I'll, I, ha I have, and I get to create memories every day. Honestly, I am so in love with my mama that I just got to call her and bother her or I got to go sit by her and bother her type of stuff like that's and then I, I'm able to reminisce on the old times of us just going to Orlando and you know having fun when we we're younger or shoot even now as we're older I like the conversations that I get to have with my mom being an adult and stuff like that so it's just like deeper and we are only able to do that because of the time that we get to put in. I feel like storge only comes with time because of how deep it is. You can only really develop this when it's 
time put in, like when you really can reminisce and can understand like, damn, we went and been through a lot together and we still here together, which is why a best friend or family members are gonna be a part of that. It could be in your relationship, of course, depending on how long you all are together. And honestly, I think you would want to have this within a relationship too. Um, just being able to say like, dang, we really have been through a lot and we still decided to choose each other. We still decided to stay in love with each other um, versus going to go be in love with somebody else. We got to do it with each other through all the trials and tribulations, everything. So yeah, I like that. I like I like the first two. Like, it just seems like these deep bonds that you get to form with people, you know, that kind of last through the test of time. Like, it's it's kind of cool. Um, and then it says, your memories encourage long-lasting bonds with another individual. As you create more memories, the value of your relationship increases. Yeah. So it's like, dang, we really done did everything together. Like I met your family, you met my family, if that's like friends or relationship, or, you know, we got to go do this trip together. Like my mama, she keeps saying that she want to do like, uh, for her 60th birthday, she want to do Bali. So I can't wait to be able to experience that with her and have those memories and everything. Cause I think that'll be like her first time really out the country or on an international flight. So so being able to create these memories and everything with your the people you love, like that's beautiful. Um, even outside of just going outside the country, like we have a cruise later on this year that we'll be able to create some more memories with. Um, we're always doing something together. Like we're so oriented, me, my mother and my siblings. So it's like, we're always doing something together. So having these memories definitely encourages the storage type of love. Like we are literally forming stuff that's going to always keep us bonded and depending on how the interaction goes, it always keeps us happy when we think about it. Like there's so many memories I can think back to and can just laugh and feel lighthearted when I think back to it, just because of, you know, the fact that I was able to do it with people I love and I care about. So yeah, that's Storge. And then it says how to show Storge love is you can sacrifice your time, self or personal pleasures um, quickly forgive harmful actions, share memorable and impactful moments. So that's, that's real, especially the, the, um, quickly forgive harmful actions because sometimes I think we hold on to so much as if people are really trying to hurt us. Um, when in reality, they may just be saying stuff off of what they may have learned or stuff like that. And it's not really until you tell somebody that they hurt you, that they really know. Sometimes people really are not cognizant that they're over here hurting your feelings. Like they really are not aware that they're making you feel some type of way. So at the moment that you're able to communicate with somebody, hey, that rubbed me the wrong type of way, you kind of can get back to those fun times and creating more memories and everything of that nature. So don't hold grudges or don't be afraid to bring up something and like when people seem to step on your toes type of thing, because especially when it comes to family, we get so easily agitated by them. 
because of how much time you kind of have put in with them. Like I trust me, I I have worked so hard to not get easily offended by them because I was easily offended when I was younger. And I talked more about this last week. So go check out the healing your inner child episode. But you know, I was I was so easily agitated by them when I was younger that I had a hard time not being so defensive being around them as I got older. But now I'm just in a space where I just want to be around people that's going to make me laugh and smile and everything and holding on to stuff that may have not even been that deep is just, it's not worth it. Like I rather have more time and energy spent with people than to be by myself thinking that, you know, they hurt my feelings on purpose. So definitely like Work on letting stuff go when you have conversations. Now, of course, if people keep overstepping your boundaries or they keep harming you mentally, like we already said, when people start to abuse you, don't stay in the situation. But sometimes a lot of this just be misunderstandings. And a lot of people are ignorant until you inform them that what they said was not appropriate. So have those conversations and then sacrifice. Oh, excuse me, sacrificing your time, self, or personal pleasures, do it. But remember, self-love, so don't do it at the expense of your happiness. So sacrifice if you're able to give. Like, if your cup is maybe at 75%, you could give maybe, like, 5 or 10%, like, sacrifice to somebody. But, like I said, once it goes 50 or below, then you have to be like, mm, I can't do that, unfortunately, or start saying no. But, you know, being able to sacrifice your time, it really shows somebody that you really care about them. Like, I wish I had more people that sacrificed for me. Um, and that's probably more so romantic relationship wise, because I don't really be asking too much of people. But I just kind of it, it means a lot when, you know, people sacrifice for you. Like, I know that you could have been this place, but you did this. Or I know you could have been doing that, but you did this. Like, I genuinely love that sacrificial part. But again, if it's at the expense of yourself, I can understand why you're not going to do it. I wouldn't even do it. The, the dejeuner I am today, I'm not sacrificing shit for nobody. But, <laughs> but, you know. If I am able to do it, I'll sacrifice my time and everything for the people that I love. It just, it means a lot when you do that. But yeah, so those are the different ways to do, to build that storge love. So I feel like it starts out with philia, then it probably elevates to storge. So it's really just like different levels of love. Um, so yeah, next is eros love or eros something like that <laughs> eros love and then it says it is the primal love that comes as a natural instinct for most people it's a passionate love displayed through physical affection these romantic behaviors include but are not limited to kissing hugging and holding hands this love is a desire for another person's physical body and then it says the love catalyst. So what drives this? Your hormones, your little nasties. Your hormones is raging. That's why you want to touch and kiss and hug all over these people. Your hormones is off the charts. Um, <laughs> so if you're somebody who really likes physical uh, touching and all that other stuff, it's because your hormones are lit. 
stay lit. And then it says, your hormones awaken a fire in your body and must be satiated with romantic actions from an admired partner. Yes, satiated. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so Eros love is that primal. Like they said, primal. Like as soon as you see somebody, you be like, oh, I can rip your. Mm. I'm not like that now anymore like i said once we have that real conversation then i'm just that's where the primal come in and like when i'll be like oh you deep oh you know how to talk oh you you got a life story i want to hear about then i'm like oh i can rip off your yeah <laughs> the hormones definitely go to raging when i get that deep connection so when we get that philia going then that eros comes out but without that philia i don't know well i'm lying it might be some people that probably can spark the eros. It might be some people, but I feel like that that the person that can spark your eros probably isn't the person that you're gonna be with super long term. <laughs> For some reason, I feel like you really gotta build that philia, and then the eros kicks in that you know it's probably gonna be a little longer, or maybe not. I don't know. I'm just I. I don't know, but yeah, that era for me personally, Eros doesn't kick in until I know you mentally. But it is some people, like I said, it is some people where I look at them and be like, oh, <laughs> like some people you just look at it and be like, oh, but yeah. So, and then it says how to show Eros love is admiring someone's physical body. Okay. So uh, off of that alone, I always say like, for me, a guilty pleasure of mine is football players. Something about football players, and not all of them, because some, you know, the linemen, they're a little, they're a little husky. I don't know if I like husky, but them tall, athletic builds that, and you gotta be super tall, because I feel like some people get triggered when you be like tall, but you ain't gotta be super tall, but that athletic build where it's like nice biceps, triceps, nice calves. Oh, I remember being in high school. I took a PT class because my high school was a trade school. So I, my trade thing was physical therapy. I remember when I first learned about the the gastrocnemius. That was the, the first muscle that I found. Like, I thought that was the funniest name, but it's your calf muscle, right? So I used to be like, oh, that, that gastrocnemius on that man is so fire. Like, oh my God, I love a calf muscle. I don't know why it's so attractive, but nice calves, nice arms, nice legs. And I like a little uh gluteus maximus every now and again you know i don't know why people don't like gluteus maximus is on uh guys but it's so attractive to me like it's just that whole athletic build all together it's just i might can get some arrows going i might just be like oh just come here let me touch on you but but yes that's that's the first way you can practice that the next one is physical touch such as hugging and kissing. And I love that, y'all. Y'all know I talked about that. And I don't even remember what episode. So go look at all of them if you want to know. But, like, with my friend, the last time he came over, like, just, we didn't kiss. But he hugged me. And it just felt fire, honestly. But I love kissing. That's that's how I'm starting to realize who my people is for real. Like, if you kiss me and you kiss me real good, like, you might got my, you might got my heart. <laughs> That's the arrows talking, but you might got my heart. <laughs> a piece of it, the arrows side of it, you got it. Because I really do like kissing. Kissing is such a gateway, and I think if more people really understood that, 
they might do it a little bit less or a little bit more. I don't know, because some of these people just be out here kissing on everybody. I don't know. But for me, it's such a gateway. I love it. It's so intimate. And I think that's why I don't do it well, a lot of people, because that definitely sparks eros. It definitely is going to make me want to be primal and rip your clothes off and be like, let's get it. Let's go. So I don't put my lips on everybody. So I don't put my lips on everybody. But yeah, that kissing and hugging thing, kissing, hugging, rubbing, like that massage and all that. I talked about it in the the um different love languages. And it's funny, love language. See, and y'all know put two and two together. That makes sense. <laughs> but yes. Um yeah, and then it says romantic affection. So, of course, you know, that's your rubbing. That's probably the kissing on the body and your erogenous zones being stimulated and all this other stuff. And then, yeah, yeah, eros is just that physical that as soon as you, like, and it's it's crazy, like, that you would think of it, like, well, not you would think of it as love, but I mean, I guess it is love. Like when you want to express that with somebody, you're in the arrow start, but that doesn't necessarily mean that this is your person because you're experiencing Eros love with people, especially nowadays. I feel like everybody's stuck in the Eros love state. <laughs> everybody's stuck in Eros love. And it kind of makes you think that this is your person because it is a type of love. But it's not your person all the time. Sometimes you really just can't experience Eros love with certain people, and that's it. Because if that philia don't come in, then we can't do nothing. Like, if I can't mentally connect with you, but I can physically connect with you, then maybe we just got to stay in Eros love, and that's fine. Sometimes that's why I like being able to put a name on it. Because sometimes we think that love only looks like certain things when no i can experience eros love with anybody that i'm physically attracted to but <coughs> excuse me y'all but that doesn't necessarily mean that i have to be in a relationship with that person just because we can share love in that way doesn't mean that we can share love in any other way and that's okay like honestly we have to be okay being able to share love in certain ways and not always looking at it as such a bad way like personally I'm not sharing Eros love with too many people, but there's some people out there that is more than willing to share Eros love with whomever they find attractive. I'm not going to do that because, I, like I said, I need that philia. Like, Eros ain't going to come in if I ain't got a philia. Some people don't care about philia. Some people don't care if we can mentally connect. I just care that you fine and you got me thumping a little bit or you got me standing up at attention or whatever. So... But it is like when you're physically attracted to somebody, that's the Eros love part of you that is coming to the forefront, trying to get some attention because maybe she or he has been dormant in the back and now it's ready to come out and <coughs> take all the prisoners or whatever. So, so yes, that's your Eros love, which, yeah, that should be the basis of romantic relationships um, after philia for me. Um, or I would say if there was an order, it would be philia, then eros, like right after. Because keys, no, oh wait, te please me, baby, turn around and just tease me, baby. You got one, I don't know that 
I, why can't I think of the song? But I wanted to say Bruno Mars. I felt like it went right there, but I can't think of the words. So <laughs> that was a fail. But I tried. <laughs> so next one is Ludus or Ludus or Ludus or I don't know, but I'm going to put it right there. So it's going to be Ludus, Lud, Ludus, Ludus, Ludus. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yes. And it says is a childlike and flirtatious love commonly found in the beginning stages of a relationship, aka the honeymoon stage. Um, this type of love consists of teasing, playful motives, and laughter between two people. Although common in young couples, older couples who strive for this love find a more rewarding relationship. And then the the catalyst behind this is astral, so your emotions. Um, and then it says that your emotions allow you to feel giddy, excited, interested, involved with another person. Oh, my gosh. I remember feeling this. Honestly, the honeymoon stage is really... <laughs> It's like it really can be the hardest stage because it kind of puts blinders on your eyes and that because you get to experience this giddy and loving feeling and you're excited and interested and want ready to be around this person you kind of get so caught up in that that when it starts to maybe wear off you kind of just feel some type of way or maybe the real shit hits and now you leave this person so it can be kind of blinding to be in this phase or to be in this type of love with somebody. But I can understand, like, I can understand why you need it. That playfulness of it, lightheartedness. <coughs> I feel like most people want to stay in Ludus. I feel like most people would like Ludus. Like, if they honestly could stay in the playful, lighthearted, fun interactions with your partner, they would. But, you know, they, um, life, life be lifing. So you're not going to be able to stay in the loving, um, relationship with somebody all the time. Like maybe you can get back there, but I think the lutus love is probably something like as time progresses, you really have to work towards maintaining. Because of course you could do it in the beginning because in the beginning, you don't know this person for real. So everything they do just seems interesting and intriguing and fun and everything. But once you feel like you know somebody, it seems like that kind of wears off. But honestly, I think that if you put in the work, if you do what you need to do, you can get back to Ludus love. And that should be what you, like they said, for older couples, when they strive for this type of love, they have better success within their relationship because it's so fun and it keeps you young and everything. It keeps you from kind of dwelling in the negativity of the relationship and it helps you to just bask in the the lightheartedness of everything so i think it is definitely important um is it's definitely important to not get so caught up in it that you forget about everything else going on around like if this person really is just an asswipe don't try to stay in ludus to try and avoid that like get away from this person if they suck at being a human more often than not, um, 
because Ludus is not going to save that regardless of how many, like how much you can have fun with this person or whatever. When they turn into a monster, I don't think you should use, <coughs> excuse me, use Ludus to try to, you know, put it to the side or whatever. But it's definitely necessary. I, I love being in, like, it's so cute to me. And honestly, that may be, which I was thinking about this, y'all, real quick. Let's go on a little tangent or whatever. I was thinking, like, you know, the reason why people that are inconsistent in your life are able to maintain your grasp is because they play on this motherfucking Ludus. Like, if we're being, they play on Ludus so much because when they leave out your, well, when they first come into your life, you're already in honeymoon phase or whatever, but they leave out before you can get to that real deep shit, right? Then they come back in and they tap into Ludus again and they get you all happy and giddy and interested and then they can leave out before you get to that deep shit all over again. And then here they come again, playing on Ludus and getting you all happy and giddy and there they go. So I feel like that's the reason why inconsistent ass people are able to maintain a space within your life is because they have tapped into your Ludus love. And again, that's your childlike love, your fun, exciting love that a lot of people like to express in general, they get to prey on that. <clears throat> I personally don't think they know that they're doing that, but they get to because they run out before stuff gets real, gets deep. They probably run out before you really establish philia. So you just be, maybe, maybe you have did eros with them and now you're doing Ludus because they've been around a little bit more and you get to hang out with them and you love being in their presence and everything, but then they dip out. <laughs> and then you're just like, uh, okay. Then here they come again and they kind of do the same thing. They play at, they play at or pray at your Eros and your Ludus and then they dip out again. After a while, you'll probably get tired of them dipping out, but it makes sense why you they can keep you on a hook for so long is because they pray at those different loves that's within you. And you just like feeling, because we love feeling love. Like, honestly, at the beginning of the website, they just like they explained love being like this addicting feeling that you love to feel. If they keep preying on those feelings, that's the reason why they keep you hooked is because they come, they give you all this love, which is why I think it's called love bombing or whatever. Give you all this love, this good love, this Eros love, this Ludus love, and then they dip out. And they make it give you philia because my inconsistent people have given me philia, Ludus, Eros. <laughs> like, it's so annoying. And now with the older people, I got philia. Well, I got philia, starge, Eros. <laughs> like, it's like they literally prey on all of that, which is why they can keep you hooked. But that's where I think boundaries start to come in to help facilitate the love. Because if you notice that somebody's inconsistent, and they keep coming in now, of course, you're going to share love with them. That's just what's going to happen. If that's not, if the, when they leave out your life is not how you want to continue to feel and stuff like that, that's when you put up these boundaries and be like, okay, if you come back, this is how it's going to go. And if you don't respect this, then there is no coming back. And that's my thing that I'm working on now. When people come back into my life, 
setting up these boundaries because I love feeling the love. But if you're going to just dip out, once you give me the love, just stay out. Or, you know, maybe we can only do certain things. Maybe I take out the Eros stuff because that's too much to do at once. Or maybe I don't care to know more about your life story because that's forming a bond. That's getting us closer and you're just going to dip out. If we can't do this stuff consistently, what are we doing? You know? So be careful of the people that are inconsistent because even broken people are love. Do they have a hard time being like recognizing that their love and stuff like that, maybe. But I think people are love in general. And sometimes they can connect with who you are as a person and everything of that nature. And so them coming into your life, you get to experience love with that person. But then they dip out. And so it it hurts. And now it triggers your abandonment and stuff like that. And, you know, these fears and everything. So it's just like, boundaries helps to facilitate all of this so that people can't just come in love bomb you and get the fuck asap um and then it says that how to show ludus love is you flirt and engage in whimsical conversation um you spend time together to laugh and have fun and then you exemplify childlike behavior together. Oh my gosh, that now that one is my go-to. Like I love being able to go to the arcades with people or doing laser tag or go-kart racing, all those fun things. Like I love being big kids with people. And I'm like, I have that little competitive side to me too. So being able to, you know, compete and do stuff like that, like that's so fun to me. And then the flirting. I love flirting. I suck at doing it, but I love receiving it. Like I I love receiving like somebody flirting with me and stuff like that. Um yeah, I like Ludus love. That I'm telling you, Ludus love is probably what get y'all caught up. Be careful. <laughs> it, it can get you caught up. I mean, all the different types of love can get you caught up again if there's no boundaries in place. Just because they're tapping on a feeling that is so um addictive. Like love is addictive. Like there is no if ands or buts about it. Like because of the hormones that they that love causes to come out in your brain, you get addicted to feeling that way when you're with people. So if you don't place boundaries on people, especially people that are hurting you, maybe on purpose or on accident, if you don't place boundaries about around experiencing these types of loves with people, then you're going to always feel like you're being taken advantage of, advantage of, or like people don't care about you and stuff of that nature. So like, there's a quote I came across where it says, like, love without boundaries is lust. But I ain't even gonna say the lust part, but just love without boundaries is stupid. <laughs> like, stupid. Um, I seen, like, where Pastor Todd was talking about, like, um, how to, like, the reason we know God loves us is because he gives us boundaries to exist in. Like, we're not supposed to have sex before marriage, but it's only because of all the, the bad things that can happen before 
that before you are really tied to somebody, all the bad things that can happen if you're just out here recklessly having sex or, you know, not honoring your mother and father and stuff like that. Like, I feel like all of these boundaries is because he loves us, you know? And so being able to have boundaries with people that come into your life only shows that you love them, not the other way around, because people will take advantage if they can, like, and it's not even on purpose, it's just, just as much are we, just as much we, uh, just as much as we are givers, we are takers as well, so if somebody is giving and giving and giving and giving, I like free shit. <laughs> and I know like all of America like free stuff. Now, some people understand free stuff is never free, but I like free. And if you just giving and giving and giving and giving and giving, I'm not going to say no. So I can understand why, you know, people are willing to just take and take and take and take. So you have to be able to put boundaries around your love in order to love people appropriately. But so yes, that is Luda's love. Don't get don't get caught up in that one, y'all. It's tricky because it's that honeymoon where your rose-colored glasses are on your face. You don't see no red flags. Them bitches is purple. <laughs> they ain't even on the stoplight. Like they is purple. So next is Pragma. So Pragma. Uh, love is a unique bonded love that matures over many years. It's an everlasting love between a couple that chooses to put equal effort into their relationship. Commitment and dedication are required to reach pragma. Instead of falling in love, you are standing in love. Oh, I love that. Um, and then with the partner you want by your side, indefinitely. Um, and then it says the uh, catalyst for this is your subconscious. So something you do without even thinking, honestly. Um, so you know it's real. <laughs> if it's something you do, you ain't even got to think about it. And that's me for like, I feel like I get to pragma by my damn self. That's the problem. <laughs> is I be in pragma, other motherfuckers probably be in eros. <laughs> like I be in pragma, I be like ready to do this stuff long term, everything. Um, but they probably don't be there. <laughs> but we're gonna talk about it because they have a love for that too. <laughs> there's, I'm telling you, y'all, there's like something for everything that you go through in your life. I just like being able to identify what it is, but. And then it says, the subconscious drives partners towards each other. This feeling comes unknowingly and feels purposeful. So see, like you don't even got to think about it. So this honestly would be where you want your relationship to be years and years and years down the line. Like when you and your husband, maybe your husband's on his deathbed or you're on your deathbed, you have that pragma love where you know y'all fought hard to get to this destination. Like literally when they said to death, to, to death do us part, that's what we meant and we stood by it or like for better or for worse through sickness and the health and all those good, uh, what are those things? Vows. <laughs> I'm like, what are those things called? Because, you know, I ain't heard them. <laughs> but, um, but yes, those vows, like, y'all really work to maintain those vows. Like, y'all busted y'all ass to maintain those vows. And it's because of that pragma. Like, there was no thought that I really had. Granted, you do have to consciously choose people every day. But really, when it's your person, it's not even like a thought of, I have to do this. It's 
I get to do this. Like I get to wake up and work every day with you towards a destination or wherever we're trying to go. Like I get to choose you and you get to choose me type of thing. Not I have to do this to make this relationship work. It's like, no, we get to do this together just because you're my person. I'm your person. And that's what that's what these vows meant is like we're going to work hard and there's no thought that we really have to put into it. We know that relationships are work. Anything in life is work. Honestly, waking up and getting out of the damn bed is work. So it's just like, we know that there's work that has to be put in or whatever, but we get to put in this work with each other because I chose you, you chose me type of thing. So I love that personally. Honestly, I want Philia. I want Storche. I want Pragma. I want Eros. I want all that in my relationship. That's how I know we lit. Like when I can identify that we have all of those and then maybe agape, I don't know. I don't know if it, if agape is possible in uh in romantic relationships. I would think that pragma probably is more possible just because it's y'all y'all are choosing each other. Like genuinely choosing each other. Um regardless of what happens. Y'all are choosing each other. Granted, there could be boundaries. And if at the moment you cross those boundaries, then we choose to go in the opposite direction. That's different. But where y'all are working towards not crossing the boundaries, not breaking the, the bond. I mean, not breaking the, the contract that was signed between you all, those vows and everything, keeping that to it's so beautiful, y'all. I love love. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It. I just love talking talking about love I want to be able to experience practical love one day with somebody and just be like you know what years and years later I still choose you years and years later I wouldn't even imagine doing this with nobody else like I want to be I feel like that's just you know the ultimate dream to get to is that pragma because that just seems like you chose me I chose you I like that. I like that, y'all. Okay. And then it says how to show pragma as you continue to strengthen the bond of the long-term relationship. So that's doing your different types of intimacies. And if you want to know some, some different types of intimacies, go check out the episode because you know, we got an episode on it, a plug, but yes. So that's practicing your intimacies love languages these are the different types of loves but you know go check out the love languages and being able to attend to somebody's needs and the way that they need it so these are just to identify what the love looks like but you know those love languages are different ways in which you can express it so we already talked about eros which kind of aligns with physical touch philia probably aligns with quality time you know it they all align but you know the love languages actually puts a different name on it. Yeah, like I said, y'all, I like names and I like all this. Some people just be like, it is what it is. And I don't care about all these names, but for the people who like names and labels and all this stuff put on people, I like it. So, and then it says, um, you seek and show effort with your partner always. I'd like, oh, uh, for me, my biggest thing is this, the the showing me effort. I just want to be on the receiving end for once. Like, 
I was in my first relationship, kind of, and then shit just got rocky. But I want to be back there with somebody. It's just be on the receiving end because I give so much and give so much. I just want to be on the receiving end. And I feel like pragma will both be given and taken. So that reciprocity, reciprocity, that's what pragma is, is reciprocity. Like, I give, you take, you give, I take. Like, And we both enjoy doing it. We do it so effortlessly that when we wake up, I go cook breakfast. And then when you come home, you rub my feet. Like, And we don't even think about it, but we just love it on each other in the way that we both like to be loved on and stuff like that. Like, that should just... Oh, it just makes me so giddy on the inside. Like when I tell y'all, I cannot wait. Like I can't wait. Patience. I'm practicing it, but I can't wait genuinely to, you know, be able to experience this type of love with somebody because I haven't had that just yet. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. Oh, it made me feel good, y'all. I'm sorry. And then it says, choose to work with your partner forever. And that's why marriage is so important. And I know some people don't like marriage or the contract or the governmental part of marriage. But honestly, being able to go before your God and all your peers and your family members and everything and tell this person you choose them, they choose you. And then y'all literally work every day to choose each other. That shit fire. That is fire. Like genuinely, that's why I said like I am a wife and I will be a wife one day. Um, it's just like there is no if, ands, or buts about it. I don't even want nobody that's not gonna choose me forever. And unfortunately, it's hard finding that person that's not scared of the forever. Even sometimes I have my days where I'm scared of forever. Like, dang, I'm really gonna be with one person for the rest of my life if that part comes, but I like it's like as much as I'm scared I'm also so ready for it like I'm scared to I'm like I'm scared but I'm ready to embark on that journey like I'm ready to face my fear of being with somebody for forever especially when we're choosing each other you know it's just like yeah I'm scared but I I'm I'm gonna go through it because you're coming through it with me you know it just makes it worth it y'all I'm sorry like I you could just tell I love love I'm just getting so giddy and I'm just like ah, I can't wait um but yeah so that's pragma love like I think that is the the level that you want to get to so again it starts maybe with philia then it goes to eros and then it goes to Ludus, and then it goes to pragma so if you could get to pragma you doing something baby so yes, the goal is pragma, but in the event that you don't, it's okay. You know, start all over again and continue to to work your way there because that's the goal. And sometimes we don't get to our goals with one type of thing, which is why you continue to try with somebody else or do something with somebody like different. Um, even in business or whatever, if one business fails, you shouldn't just give up. You should try to do something different or try something new or whatever and find what sticks. And I think that's the case with people too. If one person doesn't work, then move on to another person and find somebody that sticks. You know, you definitely don't have to stay in anything with anybody if it's not working. But to be able to share this type of love with people is just so, ooh, I can't wait. Um, So next is mania. So this is the one bad love, and it's not necessarily that it's bad. It's just that it's, that it's, um, what is it called? It's a little crazy. 
<laughs> it's a little insecure. It reminds me of your insecure attachments. And when I read it, y'all don't know why. And if you don't know about your attachment styles, go check out look. Um, go check out those episodes. But yeah, so it says mania is an obsession love towards a partner. It leads to unwanted jealousy or possessiveness, known as codependency. Most cases of obsession, love are found in couples with an imbalance of love towards each other. An imbalance of eros and ludus is the main cause of mania. Um, with, with healthy levels of playful and romantic love, the harm of obsessive love can be avoided. Love catalyst survival instinct, which makes sense. Um, it says your survival instinct drives a person to desperately need their par partner in order to find a sense of self-value. Y'all, now y'all see why I said it's it's like your attachment styles, um, especially when it talks about codependency. We already know I'm a little codependent. I'm working on it. Um, and we know I'm a little anxiously attached. So I'm probably... I lean more so on that mania love for the simple fact that because you have a, a person, a parent missing in your household, you basically don't have that part of you, right? So you're always in survival mode for the simple fact that if your other parent was unable to provide you with stability and security and everything, you're in survival mode. Like you're just like, okay. The one person, the well, the two people that was that was supposed to love me unconditionally suck, <laughs> and they don't do that. So what am I like? Am I ever gonna find somebody that's gonna be able to provide me with, you know, a good type of love or whatever the case may be? So it just causes your mind to be all over the place. So I can definitely understand why mania correlates with insecure attachments and all that other stuff it, it definitely makes sense to me like i said i probably get into mania love with people and that's your inconsistent people right so <laughs> and that's inconsistent all in every aspect like you can literally lead to mania just off of inconsistency alone or imbalance um all that that jazz like because now you're just like, okay, where are you going? Are you ever coming back? Are you going to give me this type of love again? Like you start, you're literally, you start questioning everything. So it starts to impact your behaviors. So for me, I don't necessarily get jealous, but I get, or maybe do I get jealous? Maybe I get, I don't know if I get jealous, but I definitely don't get, no, I might get possessive. I might get both. I don't know. It depends on what you're saying. I don't necessarily get jealous of people. Like I said, I more so get jealous of the fact that other people get your time, but I don't. But it's not of a specific person in general that I get jealous of and the possessiveness. I think that's more so just like when you want to talk to somebody, you want to talk to that person. Like when you want to hear from that person, you want to hear. So I think it's like you forget that they're their own individual and they don't owe you anything. But if you were attracted to somebody that actually gives just as much as they take, then you wouldn't have these, you wouldn't have these fears, these worries, this mania love, so to speak. Um, so that's where I'm at right now with um my friend is in this mania love right now. I I feel like once I establish boundaries and everything, and like 
put myself in better situations, the mania love will leave. Um, I definitely don't want to stay there. That seems, it seems really unhealthy to be a mania love just for the simple fact that it's imbalanced. Like you're giving all of yourself to another person and they're not giving you shit or they're giving you a little piece of them. And that's trash to me. Um, it's really trash. So, um, yeah, I'm in mania love right now. But I'm gonna get the fuck out of that. I'm tired of being a man of your love. Like, if I can't be in pragma love, I don't want it. No, just kidding. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> but yeah. So if you notice that when you're dealing with somebody or whatever and it starts to become imbalanced or whatever, and you feel yourself having to give more um and everything of that nature you may be a mania love and that's not the healthiest and when you notice yourself getting there boundaries you know boundaries is how you help to facilitate love in general boundaries um and then it says ways to avoid mania love because we don't want to give it we want to avoid it and then it says recognize obsessive or possessive behaviors before acting upon it so i'm bad because i i will literally text somebody Okay, y'all, I used to be worse than I am now today. Today, I will text one time and leave you alone for a couple weeks, then text again. Back in the day, baby, oh, you didn't text me? Oh, we finna have a whole conversation in here by myself. Like, what is going on? Like, I'm sending everything. Like, I'm losing my mind. I'm calling. If you don't pick up, I'm calling 15 times, all types of stuff. Like, it was... Y'all, it was it was terrible. Now I'm better. Now I am working on catching it. Like it says, if you notice yourself having to text because they're not responding, like having to call because they're not responding, catch yourself and then maybe do your coping skills. So whether that be go on a walk or listen to music or watch a show or whatever, catch yourself before you get lost in the sauce because I would imagine mania love pushes people away. <laughs> So you don't want to push people away because then it's going to it's gonna keep you from getting more love that you want to receive. Um, so, yeah. And then it says focus on yourself more versus another person. I learned that, too, um, that the more I focus on myself, I stop thinking about anybody else. I really don't give a damn. It's the moments where I'm not focused on improving my life, making me good and everything that I really worry about everybody else or men of my life or whatever but when I'm focused on me doing what I love to do and everything of that nature fuck them news no I'm just kidding I mean you do have your moments where you just be like dang I wish I had him here to spend with me like I love binge watching I wish I had somebody to cuddle up with and binge watch but you know you kind of get out of that thought process as you continue to just enjoy yourself so I definitely agree with that. And then lastly, it says, put put trust into your relationships. Um, I'm thinking that means more so into other relationships. Um, if the romantic one is going left, put trust in the other ones you have cultivated around you to support you. Um, so I lean on my friend so much more now um, because I don't have a guy in my life. I lean on my family so much more now because I don't have a guy in my life. Like I lean on those relationships to help me through these times where I'm like single because 
you if you just try to be in this room your or be in your room your mind's gonna go a thousand different places where it don't need to go and you know that just it's a waste of time a waste of energy all that so you know being able to trust the other relationships that you cultivated to help you get through stuff i think is really helpful um and it helps you to avoid mania or or it could be talking about you know being aware of the type of person that could inflict mania so you're trusting to choose somebody different it could be saying that too is like when somebody comes into your life and they respect your boundaries and they give just as much as they take and they you know actually care about pleasing you and not just being pleased then trust that as well um continue to go with the give and take of the relationship and stuff of that nature. But when I, it just said, put trust into your relationships. I'm thinking that maybe it more so means all the other ones you cultivated, but that's an option as well. If you want different perspectives of what it's saying. Um, so next is going to be Falacia or Falacia. Fallacia? No, it's not fallacia. <laughs> I don't think. Fallacia. I'm going to put it on the screen if you're on YouTube. But in the event that you're just listening, I'm sorry that I'm butchering this word, but I think it's fallacia or fallacia. And then it says it is a healthy form of love where you recognize your self-worth and don't ignore your personal needs. Self-love begins with acknowledging your responsibility for your well-being. It's challenging to exemplify the outbound types of love because you can't offer what you don't have. Um, and then the catalyst for this is your soul, your spirit. Um, and then it's... Um, where am I? And then it says your soul allows you to reflect on your necessary needs and physical, emotional, and mental health. And then how to show Falachia or Falachia, Falachia. Oh, you create an environment that nurtures your well-being. You take care of yourself like a parent would care for a child, and you spend time around people who support you. Facts. Self-love is the best love, baby. And it's, okay, it's not the, the okay, it is the best one. Because without self-love, you really can't even do all of the other ones. Like, how you going to Eros love if you ain't loving on yourself? How you going to Philia love if you ain't loving on yourself? How you going to Lutus love if you ain't loving? Like, you got to love on yourself in order to do all the other loves. It is the most important because without it, it's going to be hard to maintain all of the other loves like you need self-love you need to be able to cater to yourself do things for yourself even putting yourself around other people because sometimes it's hard to really just be all that you need for just yourself it really is I ain't gonna hold you there's days where I get tired of being just by myself but there's days when I absolutely love myself so on the days I absolutely love myself I say fuck the world and I stay inside this room and we have a ball and I don't even care to be around other people, but there's some days where I'm like, oh, I miss people. I miss the interactions of everybody else. So I get to go experience those other loves. But without Falachia, I would kind of be lost right now. Um, Falachia love has got me from through, it really got me through last year. I ain't gonna hold y'all. Like I was in such a dark space last year. It was annoying. I was ready to, uh, 
do something different with my life. But it got me through it because I started to learn about myself. I started to realize just how much I could be a podcaster and stuff like that. And I'm even getting more ideas of how to branch out and do more with the podcast and, you know, really make this something. And it all started with loving myself and learning about myself and becoming more in tune with who I am. Like, Falachia is needed for any individual out there. So Falachia is your self-love. Um, but yes, love on yourself, y'all. We already know that what we should be doing. And if you don't know, there's a self-love episode that you can go check out. So go do that. Um, and to learn about different things you can practice to love on yourself. But yes, that's a plug. If you didn't catch it, go <laughs> go watch the self-love or go listen to the self-love episode. But yes, um, Falachia love is the best love and it's the most necessary love. If you do not love yourself, it's going to be hard for you to really be able to get all of those other loves or to give it out. I feel like if you do not have Falachia love, you're more likely to remain a mania love. Um, and like we just read, mania love is so unhealthy that to be in it for long periods of time is only going to make you want to be off this earth. Like, I promise you, it's really going to make, because you're going to feel like you're always giving. Nobody appreciates you. Like, what the fuck are you here for? Like, it's really going to make you ready to end it. So it's like, practice that philatio, because then you're just like, oh, I love me. Fuck these people. If they like me, they like me. If they don't, I don't care. Like, you really start to have a whole different air about you when you practice that philatio love. You start to move differently. You start to, you know, you definitely uphold boundaries. I think philatio love is how you identify and uphold your boundaries and how you continue to maintain the love without being overused with other people and stuff of that nature. So it's needed. It's the best one out there. And without it, you can't do too much of anything else appropriately. So I'll practice it. Um, and then lastly, which is the one that I'm still like, can we really achieve it in our lifetime? Or is it something that you really only can get from God because he's a a figment of our imagination? And that's the only reason why you really can get unconditional love from him is because he's literally something we have to believe in um for it to be you know right i mean of course it's real to you if you believe in religion or spirituality and stuff like that but for the ones who don't then they may not even think that you could get to agape love but personally i think it's you could get close to agape love but i do think that because we all have different points of views, what may be unconditional to somebody could be completely different to somebody else. Like for me, I love people from a distance. So if I, if there was people that, um, if, okay, not if there was people, if the people that I used to date or whatever, not date, but you know, the situation, if they did stuff, I'm always going to support. I'm always going to check in if I can. And if I can't, oh, well, then stuff like that like but i'm not gonna just want to do eros with you i'm not just gonna want to you know share philia with you i ain't go but then is that a condition if i don't want to share those other different types of loves with a individual can i truly do agape love because i feel like agape is every love all in one like you're not stopping it regardless of maybe not eros maybe you don't want to touch on everybody but maybe you're doing everything else with people but we're gonna read through it so i can actually see what agape is but 
Yeah, I think it says that the synonym would be unconditional love. So I kind of know what it is, but we're going to read it. So yes, lastly is agape. And it says agape is the highest level of love to offer. It's given without any expectations of receiving anything in return. Offering agape is a decision to spread love in any circumstance, including destructive situations. Agape is not a physical act. It's a feeling, but acts of love can elicit agape since self-monitoring leads to results. And then the catalyst is your spirit. And then it says your spirit creates a purpose bigger than yourself. It motivates you to pass kindness on to others. Um, and then it says how to show agape is you dedicate your life to improving the lives of others. I definitely have like shifted over into it. Um, do I have my off days? Maybe like there's sometimes where I'd be ready to cuss people out for driving terribly, but I don't pass that energy along. And honestly, I wouldn't even, well, nah, it depends on the day. I might hook at you. I might give you a little bad energy every now and again. So I think like, that's why I say I think it's possible to get close, like where you're like inches away from just being agape, but it's hard because people be people in and everybody can rub you the wrong way. So it's like sometimes you really do just want to give out good energy and good vibes and say hey to everybody and, you know, talk to everybody and really just give off that energy. But sometimes it's hard because life be life. And so it kind of made you harder than you need to be or, you know, reserved and stuff like that. So I, that's why in the episode of Unconditional Love, it say like, that's a goal is just to get to there. If you work every day to get to there, at least you know you're trying. Even if you never get there in your lifetime, you know you're chipping at whatever walls you have up so that you're continuing to pass along that good energy to people rather than just, you know, being an asswipe because life hardened you in such a way that now you just got to be asswipe. So, yeah. And then it says you stay conscious of your actions for the good of humankind. I try to, um, again, I purposely, I may think some of the worst things, some of the worst things about people or not the worst, but some of the meanest things, you know, where we have like those thoughts that just come to my our mind where like I just seen somebody the other day and I was like, oh, he looked like Sid the Sloth. But I didn't I wouldn't go tell him that, you know, because that could have been an insult. Like, I'm just not going to pass around this energy to anybody. Yeah, it may come to my mind just because as humans, stuff comes to our brain. But that doesn't mean you have to put that out to people so that they can feel some type of way. Um, I try to only put out po positive energy for the most part. I don't try to put out negative energy, even like in comments and on social media. Some people are so negative. It's so annoying. But I try not to go back and forth. I try not to pass along negative energy. Like if you're in a bad space, I'm going to try to say something nice. If you didn't receive it, I'm going to deuce out because I can only do negativity for so much before I get on my damn nerves. Um, <laughs> like I really am so positive. I can't stand when people just sit in negativity. It's so annoying. So sometimes you really do just got to dip out again. That's where those boundaries come in at. Like sometimes to just give off agape love is hard because some people are not ready to receive that. And you ain't got to stay there and try to make them receive it. You can put out good energy into the air at the moment that they're not receiving it. Then you dip out, you know, because you don't want to pass out bad energy. They're already in a bad space. If you pass out that bad energy, now you're in the space that they're in. And did you really want to get there? 
Like, so it's just like, if people want to go to hell, let them go to hell by themselves. You stay, <laughs> you stay up here. When they go low, don't go lower than them. <laughs> like when they go low, you go high. Okay. Um, and then it says, offer your time and charity to someone in need. Definitely. Um, I feel like I offer time and charity to, to the podcast, really. Um, and it's it's not even necessarily charity to me. It's more so just like there I know there's a lot of people out in the world that don't have information about how to make their mental great. Um, and sometimes like people say it in such terms that you can't really understand it. So, you know, I'm trying to learn how to make this big un understandable uh, conversation understandable and relatable and exciting to learn about and you know helpful to the the masses so that you all can take the knowledge and run with it and make your lives better and things of that nature um all this stuff i literally google a lot of it i learned from school but not everybody gets to go to college and you know take psychology classes and learn these things but you everybody got google so if i can find some stuff tell you about it and give you the website on where to find it, then now you can go look it up yourself. And maybe that encourages you to do more inner work and become the best version of yourself. So now you can pass this along to somebody else. That's really the the goal here. Like, that's why I'm like, I think I'm transitioning into agape love for the simple fact that I just want to see everybody win. Like, I just really want everybody to get on the right track. Like, Honestly, that's why I don't pass around negativity. Negativity may come to my brain, but I try not to pass it around because I really just want everybody to be on a good page. But I know it's not realistic for everybody to be good all the time. I'm not even good all the time. But I don't try to pass it along to people for them to be even worse than I am. Like, that's not conducive. And we're not going to get anywhere if we're both passing around bad energy. So I'd rather, you know, recharge myself, make myself good, and then interact with other people. So that I'm only giving out good energy. Um, I love this podcast so much um, already. And it's not even to the peak of where it could be. Um, so it's just like, this is only the beginning. Um, I can't wait until I can do more with it and change more lives and impact more people. And low-key, I'm the type of person where I kind of want to turn this into something where I turn it into like the fans get to come on this and really interact and not even just known people. Like I would love for maybe some shit talkers one day to come and be a part of the podcast and we have a conversation and they can tell their stories. Maybe they become popping off of that. Like you just never know, but I want to be able to pass this around to everybody. Like I just don't want it to be for me. I want it to be for everybody in whatever way it can be. So yes, I love Agape. Is it realistic that everybody can get there? No. But I think it's definitely a goal that everybody should work towards. Like, if you can work towards making the human race a better place or a better race, then we might be okay. Some people only are only on this earth to make us, like, terrible. And it's like, I don't like them people, and I fight them people, but... <laughs> it's just like the people who are on this earth that just want everybody to be good and be in a better space like them people may be operating close to agape love and i love that for them so yeah um and then it says the last last thing i'll say before i close it out is the different combinations that you see within relationships um 
So for family, um, it says that you may see Storge, you may see Agape, and you may see Philia love within a family. And then in romantic relationships, you may see Pragma, Eros, and Ludus. That's, that's, that makes sense. Because I feel like you start at, uh, you start at Philia. I feel like Philia need to be at everything. But you start at Philia, then you go to Eros, then you go to Ludus, then you go to Pragma. I like that. Um, it's just like the stages. Um, and then lastly is your friendships. So what that'll have in there is Philia, Storge, and Falachia. Um, and I think it says Falachia just for a simple fact that if you are practicing self-love, you mostly have your friends around you because you know they're going to uplift you in a way that maybe your family can't or maybe your partner can't. So it's like they're definitely a part of self-care or self-love. Um, and then, yeah. I like it. I like it, y'all. Uh, so yeah, that's where I'm going to end. That's it for the different types of loves. I'm going to name this episode How to Love um, because there's so many different ways of how to do it. Um, that's with your love languages and the different types that we just talked about. So many different ways to show up and show somebody you care about them. Um, one thing I will say before I do completely close it out is like, I noticed that a lot of people have a hard time with the word love, right? So even in relationships, we'll wait so long to tell somebody you love them. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, why do we wait so long to do it? Or why do we stray away from it when in reality, as soon as you meet somebody, you're practicing love? Like as soon as you like literally straight out the gate, as soon as you meet somebody, you're practicing love. Why do we hesitate to be like, I love you? Or why do we like feel weird? when somebody be like, I love you, maybe after two dates or whatever the case may be, like genuinely, they do love you. Like, because they're literally experiencing one of these types of loves with you. Even if it's just physical, they're experiencing er Eros love with you. And that's love. Now, are they experienced pragma love? Maybe not. And that, that's why I personally like to be able to put labels on things. Because say you do have somebody that says they love you in the first few weeks, but you notice that y'all haven't even had filial love. Then you're just like, okay, maybe this love is like eros. Maybe it's very surface level. We do have like a lot of physical connections, physical intimacy and stuff like that, but we don't have anything else. That doesn't necessarily mean they don't love you. It just means that they're just only operating in the Eros love versus all the other ones. So it's nice to be able to put names on it because sometimes we'll think like when somebody say they love us, that when they do certain things, it means that they don't. No, they're just loving you in one type of way. And it's, it's like, it's helpful to be able to realize that I can love people in Ludus and Philia and eros and all this other stuff but that doesn't mean that we have pragma love you know or that doesn't mean we have agape love you know so it's nice to be able to identify it and i want i just want to kind of encourage people to not feel so weird around the love word somebody throws that bitch out in two seconds now you have a reference of what they could be referring to what is it that you're triggering in them that would make them say that they love you you know and then i think to be I love the the being in love, like standing in love rather than falling in love. Like I don't want to fall in love with nobody, but I would love to stand in love with somebody. I love that. Uh, like that is beautiful. So yeah, love y'all. I love love. <laughs> it makes me happy. Um, and then for next week, because that's it for this week. 
Oh, y'all, so next week. Okay, I'm going to look up some different websites and see what I can find surrounding soulmates. Because I hear that word all the time, but I haven't ever did research around, like, what have people come up with? Like, what is a soulmate? Can it just be romantic or is it family and friends or whatever? Because I would think your soul, since that is your inner being, you can have soulmates in many different forms and not just romantic. Um like honestly sometimes I think like my friend she's my soulmate because we have so much in common like so much it's weird like literally the dudes that we hung up over the only thing that's different is she got a lifetime commitment now <laughs> and probably not in the way that she really wanted it but she got a lifetime commitment but you know the, they're from the same place they're both older they're and then like our mothers are similar it's so like and so I think she's my soulmate a little bit so it's just like I feel like soulmates come in so many different forms so I want to be able to do some research on it and we could talk about it and you know and be able to identify like when you really have met your match soul wise um but yeah so that's gonna be next week we're gonna talk about soulmates y'all um but yes this is it for how to love where we talked about the different types of love and yeah um so like comment subscribe and then you can check me out on uh spotify and apple Podcasts as well and then y'all better go follow me on tiktok facebook Instagram. And yes, I will tune in with y'all to talk about soulmates next Wednesday, seven o'clock. See you there or tune in with you <laughs> next week. Um, But yeah, you all have a great rest of your week and I will tune in with y'all later. And this is Talk Your Shit with Deja where we drop the eye because not only can I talk my shit, I definitely want y'all to talk y'all shit too. <laughs> Bye.